Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super toads mad. What? Yes! Yeah. Yes! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that so, name. So, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe! Hey. <laughs> Straight shooting Joe now, uh, huh? Not fucking around today, Joe. <laughs> I don't got time. I don't got time for that. It's that predator quote. You're like, I don't got time for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> got time for one-liners, though. Yeah, apparently. Quoting predator movie and, and one-liners. I'm okay with that, though. I know this is another tangent, and I swear we'll get to the facts at some point. What did you watch first, Star Wars or Indiana Jones? Uh, I definitely watched Indiana Jones first. No, you know what? It was probably Star Wars... Because I didn't watch Indiana Jones for a while because of the face-melting stuff mm. and, like, the gore, right? Like, those were the two worst scenes, Yeah, right? It was, like, the dude getting impaled, right? Dr. Octopus getting impaled right in the beginning. <laughs> and then fucking... It, it is Doc Ock. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's a young Doc Ock. I don't even know his real name. Uh, that, that, is, that is the incomparable Alfred Molina. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> for the assist on that one because i would have never known uh, see yeah i saw indiana jones first and i was so young i didn't understand that actors played multiple parts i thought people literally just came in and only ever played one role so like when i first saw star wars my first thought was what's indiana jones doing here <laughs> like i didn't understand that was harrison <laughs> ford I just thought that was Indiana Jones. That's kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what is what's going on? Why is Indy in space? Like, <laughs> Indiana So, like, in a weird way, the fourth Indiana hope. Jones made sense to me. I was like, oh, this is how we got to space. <laughs> oh, the crystal skulls in the 50s. And then he went back in time in a galaxy far, far away. I got this. I got this. He's in <laughs> All right, dude. Are you, are you ready to kick it off? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. kinda, I felt like you wind, you winded up, you know? I was like, well, I'm torn now. Like, I started off straight shooter Joe, but then we got on the Harrison Ford and Will Smith, and now I'm like, well, I'm back in, baby. <laughs> yeah, now you're now, like, I don't. And you're just do like. Do I have to redo the, my intro? <laughs> I mean, you can. You're more welcome to redo the intro at any time. You're just like, get off my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was all real. <laughs> all right. So let's do it. Let's jump into today's topic. Um, I heard the writer laughing her ass off. So I'm assuming it's going to be wonky. <laughs> we're getting a little, we're getting a little zany. Wonky. Why did it have to be wonky? <laughs> Jacques! 
there's some wonky in the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. We just made an intro together. It's a group. Oh, I love it. Uh, Okay. So today's podcast topic is forks. May may the forks be with you. (laughs) There you go. I, I look. I'm gonna call it. If there isn't a spork fact in here, Ooh. I'm gonna be very disappointed. What's your stance on sporks? Genius. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Going against the grin. Fucking. I think they're pretty useless. Yeah. Look, cause look. Okay, listen, listen. You think they're useless probably because you've only ever used plastic sporks. Oh. Those things snap. This is true. Dude, normal forks are shit too. Like normal plastic forks, they suck too. Everybody forgets how shitty plastic cutlery is. But you get stainless steel astronaut grade spork going. Ooh, is that is that where it's at? Yeah. All right, dude. Well, let's jump into this first fact. I want. I. I am not. I don't think the first one's going to be a spork fact. It's probably a murder fact relating to forks. I guess we'll see. I like it. <laughs> All right, dude. Fact number one of the three main dining utensils: fork, knife, and a spoon. The knife and spoon predate the fork by at least 2,000 years. The spoon and knife predate the fork? Yes. Um, so it sounds like... True. So wait. You're Grug, the caveman. You're in your cave. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Ooga, ooga. Yep, got it. <laughs> okay. Going full method. I like mm. it. So, you're Grug. Ugh. And... <laughs> You, you fucking just got your fire started, and you sit down, and you're going to eat. You got your brontosaurus meat, you know, Fred Flintstone style. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you reach for the utensils, and you grab a spoon and a knife. Does, does that work? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... I don't think Grug's eating it right now with the spoon. Oh. <laughs> I I don't think I don't I okay. I don't think this is true because forks seem more utilization have more utilization than knives. Spoon cuz spoons you just drink from whatever you're drinking mm-hmm. or you're you're eating and from, if, right? Like you have a bowl. Yeah, see, yeah, see like being being a, a wood I was like how would you carve this? Like because first utensils are going to be wooden or stone before, exactly. obviously, metal work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, really, I think the first fork, quote-unquote, would just be a stick. Just straight. Right. Because you would carve a spear pretty easily. Right. Uh, so that would just be a stick. But I think pretty soon you would go two sticks. And that stabs better. <laughs> well, also... A, a spoon is a passive utensil. Forks and knives, dangerous and aggressive. We 100 made the dangerous and aggressive one first. <laughs> There's like a council on utensils and somebody's like, okay, so you're, you're, you're saying we should start making spoons with the forks and knives. Like, how am I going to kill a guy with this? <laughs> how am I going to do it? And the guy's like, well, you could like scoop out, I don't know, a part of them or not. He's like, this isn't even sharp. What do you, how... how you explain to me how we can do it, and we'll start making spoons. But until that day, 
Look, if I wanted something, if I wanted something to ball melons, I'd have fucking ask for it. Okay, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want. I don't want to ball people. Okay. Yeah. I I have nothing to go against it. I think you're 100 percent right. You can kill a dude with a spoon or with a fork and a knife, not a spoon. Mm-hmm. So. Hundred percent. That's just mankind. L- last yeah. thing. That's last thing on the to do list. <laughs> Like when they when they started manufacturing the spoon, they're like, "Well, nothing left." Like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's go false. That of the three main dining utensils, fork, knife, spoon. That the knife and spoon predate the fork by at least two thousand years. Sound good? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, bam! Ah, it's true, motherfucker. What? Knife. Okay, this is bonkers. Okay, hold on. Knives and spoons came early with their utility with hunting and scooping water. Oh, that makes sense. But the task of holding food in place for cutting and lifting the food to the mouth were satisfied with the hand. We know that the fork shape was a thing in ancient Greece. I think Poseidon's trident. But they were tools, not dining utensils. In 1633, John Winthrop, Winthorpe, the governor of colonial Massachusetts Bay, took out a fork to eat with, and people were horrified. Then called a split spoon, and it was deemed evil by the clergy. <laughs> Noting the only thing worthy of touching God's food was the fingers. Ew. Forks? Yeah, weird. Forks were only owned by the wealthiest of colonists, mostly as a novelty, as they did not see much practical use for them. When Winthorpe received his set as a gift, the accompanying note said, For the useful application of which I leave to your discretion. Forks grew in popularity in the U.S. around the time of the Civil War. This man doth have a split spoon. Do you know what a split spoon is? It's like a split hoof, and only the devil has split hooves. <laughs> Look at it. Look at its shape, okay? This is what the devil has. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't have five points on it like our hands do. <laughs> it's the only true utensil is our fingers. Except except when it comes like, to, to soup. Yeah, then it is all together. Then, and then, we then, it, it. then, it's, then it's hot. <laughs> The fucking 1633 John Winthorpe, the governor of Colonial Massachusetts, he was just like, all right, people, uh, I'd like to thank God for this meal, and uh, let's eat. And he whips out a fork. (laughs) Some clergy's like, my God! This man's got insane. (laughs) Tis the devil I see in him. (laughs) Quick, see if he floats. (laughs) Yes. They start splashing with holy water. They're like, put down the devil's utensils. It is merely but a, it is merely a split spoon. I want to be at that dinner. I want to see what happened. You know? (laughs) Fucking, just horrified. Split spoon and was deemed evil. Like, did they call him out during the dinner? Like, he's like sitting there cutting a steak easily. And they're just, (gasps) how dare you? So vulgar. Look how he look how he has cubed his meat. 
godly man tears at the gristle. <laughs> He's going with the grain. This is this is preposterous. Look how he sticks his knife in between the fork. How vulgar. He did it in front of women and children. <laughs> It's just like, so the fork that that, uh, the writer showed in the picture is just, you know, it's a simple Mm two-pronged fork, right? Do you think a clergyman, like, freaked out every time they added an extra prong? (laughs) Like a three-pronged fork that are just like, oh, I'm gonna be sick! (laughs) It's just like, he is possessed again! (laughs) And then there's like a four-pronged fork in the church, like, formally adopts is like, Two prongs, we understand. Three prongs is acceptable, but we draw the line at four prongs. This man has gone insane. He has put another prong betwixt the other two. (laughs) Look, we are a society of three prong forks. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) A fourth prong? (laughs) Blasphemy. Blasphemy. The fourth prong is the devil's prong. <laughs> I want options for how to how big to cube the meat. Preposterous! You don't need but three prongs. Mathematics. <laughs> Tis the devil's well, words. So this, the more we joke about it, the more this makes sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can see this happening. Like. So they're like, they ask the women to leave the rooms as the men discuss this fork. (laughs) It was one of the women that gave it to you, wasn't it, John? (laughs) You tell us which one. We all all agree. We all agree. It was probably her. Twas a woman who perverted the cutlery. Well, maybe if they didn't spend so much time in the kitchen, they wouldn't get such a... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. I I think we'll just kill one. Yes, yes, we we shall see if she's a witch, and then... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Martha. Last week I saw her cutting the crust off a sandwich. Crust off a sandwich? Arrest this woman! <laughs> Atrocious. <laughs> that's where, that's where God is in the bread, is in the crust. <laughs> well, I guess here's my three-day journey back to my house. That was fun. <laughs> see y'all next Sunday. Well, we fucked up. So that's not a good start for the podcast, but that was pretty fucking funny. If I do say so myself. It was that arrogance that led to a fork. (laughs) Everybody knows when a fork comes in the road, you take a spoon. Take a spoon turn. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Fork in the road. Oh fuck, dude! We're we're this is this is this podcast. This is where it's gonna be all we day. We started off the rails. We're we're not getting back on anytime soon. This is this is this is done, <laughs> listeners. If you're listening to this right now, this is the whole podcast. Welcome to Allegedly, <laughs> where we get it right fifty percent of the time because that's mathematics. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> we'll cube up the next one finally. <laughs> Satan. Burn the pro- burn the co-host. This is gonna be a two. It's gonna be our first two-part episode because we just can't get to the fucking questions. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into fact number two. See if we can redeem ourselves. Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. 
Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Okay, fact number two. In the 11th century, a Byzantine princess brought to her wedding a feast, a wedding feast, golden two-pronged with which to eat her meat. So a utensil. And it blew everybody's tits right the fuck off. They assumed she had gotten it directly from God because it kept her cleaner than everybody else. It was made official that only royalty could use the divine instrument, and any common person using one would find birds making nests of their entrails. Fuck. Okay. Okay, so 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 we're at a dinner, right? Fucking this princess is like ready to eat everybody, and they were like, yeah, sure. She whips out a fork, and it fucking blows our minds because we're like, how does she keep all the steak off her face? <laughs> well, we know in the 1600s, the fork was still a controversial topic. <laughs> Apparently. So a thousand, I think the Byzantine Empire was like a thousand years before that. The 11th century. Oh. 11th century. So if the, so at least 600 years. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it existed, just not. As a utensil. Yeah. I do love the fact that it just wasn't even a fucking option. To not <laughs> shovel food in your mouth by your hand. Like, it just... Yeah. What, oh, what you, oh, <laughs> no. You roll up your... Don't even roll up your sleeves. Get them in there. Yeah. Well, what do they do with soup? You well, know? Like, they, I they guess had, they drink it from the bowl. Well, they had spoons. Oh, they had... Wait. Oh, that's they right. had, bowl, they had so bowls they, on okay. sticks. Okay, so they have bowls on sticks. Did they, like, for more tangible items that were bigger... They had knives, right? So they just use their hand to hold it, I guess. Mm-hmm. This fucking... I don't know about you, but food is hot. Right. Okay? Like, I find cooking food can get get a little hot, and you want to eat it hot, mm-hmm. right? So utensils help kind of, you know, put a barrier between eating something hot in your skin. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people back then didn't give a shit. They just reach into the bowl of soup and just, like, grab a potato and fucking slam it in their face and look over at somebody using a fork and be like, I don't understand how she could get that in her mouth without fucking making a mess. Blisters are good for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> blisters all over somebody. It's like, what kind of witchcraft? I, this is pissing me off now. This is pissing me off because I feel like these are all true. Right? right? And people are so fucking stupid. Like, yeah, they had... They had all this technology to make, like, swords, catapults, trebuchet, like, the Colosseum's built. And they're like, a fork? A shit? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so if, if I'm going gut feeling on this one, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fake. I, I feel like this is false, personally. 
You know what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm feeling spicy. You're feeling a little zesty. Yeah. All right then. Let's go. Let's go. False that they didn't use. You know, uh, uh, the two prong fork was only royalty, mm. and it didn't get around, and it was divine instrument. Yada yada yada. I think this is false. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one. Fork yeah. It is false. Oh, yeah. Oh, fork yeah. (laughs) So the year was 1004. The Byzantine princess was real, as were her Venetian wedding and golden forks. But similar to fact number one, the reaction was one of horror rather than awe. She was widely condemned for her vanity and decadence. And when she died two years later of the plague, it was called a just punishment from God for having a for- having used a fork to eat once. Nice. Dude, here's what's written about the incident and her death. Such was the luxury of her habits that she would not touch her food with her fingers, but would command her eunuchs to cut it up into small pieces, which she would impale on a certain golden instrument with two prongs and thus carry it to her mouth. This woman's vanity was hateful to Almighty God, and so unmistakably unmistakably, uh, unmistakably did he take his revenge, for he was raised over her the sword of his divine justice, so that her whole body did putrefy and all her limbs began to wither. The make a nest out of your entrails thing I got from an article about Vlad the Impaler and it stuck with me. Dude, apparently, forks are nuts. <laughs> like, the vanity to make eating easier. Seriously. Oh my god. I didn't know there was so so much like religious drama tied into using forks. I mean... It makes sense now why the devil carries a pitchfork. Dude, it does. I, it would be, it would make more sense if it was just a normal sized fork. Right? It's just, he's just eating duck la raw. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Yes, with a fork. <laughs> Dude, it's just the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a fork to steal. Right. <laughs> 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 He's, like, fiddling with the fork. <laughs> What's the next utensil we're going to come up with in, like, 100 years? And we'll be like, it's blasphemy! <laughs> like, 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 it's like you have not, like, it's literally just a thing to do the thing you're already doing. God. Like, how, how well, dare she make it slightly more convenient? Look, either way... Either way you slice this, we got it right. So, fuck it. I don't care. Humanity sucks. Fuck it. Put a fork in it. It's done. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, fuck it. Let's jump to fact number three, because I I don't know where this is going. (laughs) All I know is the church fucking hates forks. Uh, Okay, dude. Here we go. Let's jump into fact number three. The idiom to speak with a forked tongue means to be able to transition back and forth between two languages easily sorry should add that 
Right, because if you did it difficultly, <laughs> difficult, difficultly, if you did it difficultly, it'd be a spooned tongue. Like what? A spooned tongue? I mean, it forked. It's a snake thing. I thought, right? Forked tongue. Mm. That was an idea. Yeah, and so if like you, you speak, speak with lies. a forked tongue, you yeah, you speak the the devil's language. I would think. Like right? Yeah, but it makes sense because fucking. <laughs> Because if I, everything that has to do with the fork is devil. Yeah. Right? Like, so fucking forked tongue, it's not going to look kindly on you. Oh, Ooh. look, that guy's just bilingual. No, I'm just selling apples, I swear. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a humble spoon salesman. <laughs> no, he's got a forked tongue. Fucking take care of him. We get the plague on this guy. <clears throat> yeah. No. I think, I think this means you're a fucking evil piece of shit. Yeah, I think it has less to do with different languages and, and more to do with uh, um, mist, mistruthing. Yeah, no, I I think this one's pretty cut dry because, like, if we get it wrong, God, we got, this is the greatest bait and switch. Right, yeah. Right? Because the last two questions has been nothing about forks and the devil. Right, yeah. Literally... You know, punishment by death because you fucking, you, you, you used a double-pronged fork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think it get... has more to do with, like, the Adam and Eve story of a snake. <laughs> yeah, and he lies. Exactly. The great deceiver. So forked tongue means he can probably lie very easily. Yeah. Is what. Okay, let's do it. Let's fucking rifle this one off and see, because we got the last one right, and fucking, I guess we'll fucking see. I, I, I think it's cut and dry, though. All right, we doing this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we're going to go false. The idiom to speak with a forked tongue means to be able to transition back and forth between two languages easily. Three, two, one, bam. It is false. Uh, Running with the devil. Uh, (laughs) Running with some forks. (laughs) So, okay, so the writer did put, listen, rule number one, forks are evil. So we nailed that one. The phrase to speak with a forked tongue is an old and well-documented Native American expression that means to deliberately say one thing and mean another, to be a blatant hypocrite. It's easy to imagine how the phrase would have come about. The forked tongue has a long association with evil in many cultures, likely due to its association with serpents and reptiles. There is one non-reptilian animal that does have a forked tongue, however, the hummingbird. The very tip of a hummingbird's disturbingly long, thin tongue is forked and also covered in tiny hairs. Hummingbirds seem to have flown completely under the evil forked tongue radar as Google search yielded no articles, studies, literature, or even deviant art of evil (laughs) hummingbirds with their disturbing snake-like hairy fork-tipped tongues. Evidence is clear. They obviously made a deal with the devil to be able to stay healthy and skinny on all all corn syrup diet <laughs> it's just and like, she did it's it's just like it's how disturbing. all the fish got a pass when god flooded the earth oh yeah yeah well wait 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 you can still get most of those fish if it's a you know saltwater fish clear water flood you know freshwater flood oh true didn't think about see how easily it is to mistake salt water and freshwater i think those aliens yeah. were onto something what, yeah, yeah, or vice versa, right? Yeah. Like all the, 
Well, either way, one type of fish is getting killed. Right. The other one's so like, only, we're good. only brackish people at crocodiles got to pass. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this is just a vacation. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to surf this wave. <laughs> yeah. I'll just ride this. Um, okay, so the, uh, yeah, we did get it right. Forks are evil. Listeners, if you're eating with a fork right now, please be advised. You are using the tool of the devil. Let that sink in. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Alex Jones fucking rant. Just like, <laughs> there's, there's all these gay frogs and they're all using the forks that the devil made for them. Those goddamn Democrats are making forks. Making them six-pronged forks, the number of the devil. This week on Fox Nation. Tucker Carlson goes after the thing no one's talking about. I want to talk about something that is very scary for all of us. Hummingbirds. What's with them? The number number one threat to the nation and nobody except for the conservatives are wondering what's going on. The Democrats have us highly fooled to thinking that these are just friendly Disney-like creatures. Look, it's scientifically proven that snakes, crocodiles, and other reptiles are evil. But no one seems to talk about hummingbirds. Wait, we have to... Okay, wait, Joe, you're going to have to do this in a Ben Shapiro. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. You're right, Tucker. It's just despicable that we don't talk about hummingbirds. I mean, they seem to be on the side of science, but yet all these birds are just <laughs> flying around. <laughs> Hold on, wait, let me, let me give it a shot. I know this is a little off off the cuff here. Okay, hold on. I gotta I gotta turn the brain off. If you look at all the hummingbirds that are flying around the country right now, you will find you cannot see any of their wings. Why? Why can you not see their wings? Is it the the fact that they're moving too fast? It's not, right? Because the hummingbirds don't actually have wings. Right. This isn't this isn't my opinion. This is science's opinion. Okay. So if you're going to question me, you're questioning science. Look, my wife's a doctor. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job. I think we did it. We covered, we touched every conservative base about hummingbirds. I don't know if this will make it into the official podcast, but by God, I will. Uh, I am going to put it out. Knowing somewhere. it exists, um, that's enough for me. Okay, so let's jump to fact number four. Oh, here we go. The spork yes. was patented 100 years before it became popular. The inventor, never knowing how successful his quirky invention would become. Well, I guess the real question is, when did it become popular? I guess, like, probably well, like okay. the 50s, right? After World War II? So, the idea of a patent, mm. right? Is that a... Is that... Thought that was a United States thing. I could be way off base. Oh no, patents have been the idea of ownership of an idea has been around for a while. Okay, so this could this this could predate the United States then even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I was like, when did sporks become popular? Because if it was a hundred years before it became popular, I think it became popular in the 1900s. So, yeah, 1900s. I mean, that would make sense. Well. Combining the two utensils, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, it took okay, so, so long. Uh, wait, wait, it wait. took so long just to get forks even in consideration. Well, we have okay. Wait, let's reverse engineer this real quick because we know that the colonists in fucking colonial Massachusetts or wherever, the governor there, mm-hmm. you had to a be wealthy and b get past the religious chaos that would ensue if you fucking ate with a fork. Mm-hmm. So it had to be after that, yeah, where somebody goes. Forks are available. Let's combine a spoon and a fork and make something new. And then a hundred years after that, it started becoming popular. Right. So, like in that, like it says, like forks became popular by the time of the Civil War. Right. That's right. Okay. And so, if we're going off of that, then a hundred years later would be the the nineteen hundreds, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. That makes sense. So yeah, I mean, in our buckshot math, I think it works. <laughs> Here's to history. (laughs) Dude, think about this. The guy that invented that too was like, let's take it a step further. And I think he really tried to figure out how to make a knife out of the handle. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) They had to take the knife out of the equation because they just kept cutting people. (laughs) Yeah. Like the guy's just like, he goes in the patent office. I would sign, but you know. I was testing out a new item and found it didn't work, so I don't have a hand anymore. Can I sign in blood? (laughs) Yes! Because real good at that right now. Do you think the guy that invented that cut his hand off and literally put a fork for a hand? (laughs) Or like a spork for a hand, you know what I mean? He was a pirate. Yeah! (laughs) Only a despot would come up with a spork. I think I think we've proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It has to be, right? Okay, then let's do it. Let's go true that the spork was patented 100 years before it became popular, the inventor never knowing how successful his quirky invention would become. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, bam. It is true. Mm. Holy shit, there's like a little, it's like a diagram of how it works. Yeah, because you did. People didn't know. Like, how am I supposed to use yeah. this? Yeah, are these little pointy things meant to kill somebody now? And you're like, no, no, no. You you can eat things. With it. But we have forks so, now. <laughs> so this guy Samuel W. Francis was a bit of a jack of all trades with an intensely curious mind. Born in the 1830s in New York to wealthy parents, he grew up to become a doctor, inventor, philanthropist, philosopher novelist, and general high society thinker kind of guy, right? Other fork-spoon combinations had existed prior to his design, but they typically featured a fork on one side and a spoon on the other. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Francis, 1874, spork patent was actually a three-way design with a knife edge on the (laughs) one side as well. (laughs) Oh, God, he had... I'm telling you, he has a... Spork hand. He has to. Oh, man. <laughs> Reading some of Francis's works, there was a theme of all things on earth are of one. As he viewed everything from rocks to insects to plants and humans as all having parallels in form and function. In the walnut, he sees a human brain. A bare winter tree, he sees a network of arteries or nerves. In a fig, he sees a scrotum 
and he has lots and lots of thoughts about clams. <laughs> I think we know where that goes. No doubt his unique views of interconnectedness of all things contributed to his idea of the knife spork. This would mo- uh, most naturally or would be the most natural and useful utensil of all. The spork finally gained popularity in the 1970s in schools and jails. Here's the problem with the knife. <laughs> and it's not that obviously it would cut your fucking hand when you're just using the spork part. You need the fork separate from the knife because the fork holds it in place. So, like, if you went to use the knife, you would have to use your hand to cut your meats. Well, and that's that's the other thing, So too, then you would right? need typically. Well, the... <laughs> well, typically, okay, so typically, though, the problem with a spork, too, is that exact reason. Like, we're joking about cubing stuff, but it's too small. The 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 uh, spokes are too small, mm. right, or whatever, <clears throat> to fit a knife through to actually cut anything. And that's where, like, that's where the usefulness of the knife to, like, cut stuff up. It's not just to, like, grab and eat. Right. So, uh yeah, you can't do it, right? Unless you had some really fucking long, I don't know, fork ends, which would detract from using it as a spoon because mm-hmm. you would just have this, like, Freddy Krueger fucking ends to this fucking spoon that you have to try to fit in your face. These, these cur- the curved fork ends. <laughs> so, I yeah, it's it's got it, it's got its use cases for sure, but, you know... It's not a it's not a all or nothing utensil now, especially with a fucking knife. Yeah. On the fucking hand. That's, a, that's just a bridge too far. I think it the it looks like he put it on the spoon part. So he tried to fit a knife uh, there. Oh. So ooh, then it would cut it your mouth. Yep. Oh. He's just like I don't know. All my test subjects died, right? One <laughs> slit his wrist because he was trying to cut a steak. Another one, fucking, like they they all turned into the they all turned into the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hey, dude. It's the Joker just dealt with a really bad sport. <laughs> you know how I got these scars? I was trying to cube up a steak. <laughs> it's really hard when your knife is in the palm of your hand. <laughs> My dad was a cutlery guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm curious now to see where this devil spork is going to take us in uh, fact number five. Are you ready? (laughs) I I don't know anymore. (laughs) All right. Well, let's try it out. Fact number five. The record. For the world's largest fork was just broken this year in 2022. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the previous... <laughs> I'm not up to date <laughs> on my giant spork knowledge or fork knowledge, so yeah. Yeah, see, I could believe it, but who's trying to break this? Right. Well, I mean, this people, Ru- people are this, pretty dumb. Is this Russia? Is Russia trying to do that? China? It's, no, it's probably Kansas. The ball of yarn just wasn't bringing in the tourists. Um, you know, I mean, how in 2022, the world's biggest, you know, is this why our fucking supply chain's fucked up? <laughs> Were they fucking around building a goddamn fork? 
All right, well, let's let's figure this shit out. I think it's true because I think in 2022, somebody said, like, was sitting on the couch, fucking was like, you know what? Having a gigantic fork would make me happy, and they made it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, I can't, you can't think of anything, right? Like, it makes sense. But I can't. I got nothing. Like, I don't have. I have no opinions on this. Like, yeah, I believe it sounds I believe right. it. Yeah. Like, I, sure. Somebody did it. Why? I don't know. It's to. Right. Uh, yeah, I got I got nothing to go against it. All right, let's do it. We're going to say true. The world record uh, the record for the world's largest fork was just broken this year in 2022. Mm. Three, two, one. Bam. It is true. <laughs> yeah, boy. It is pretty big. <laughs> okay so here in truly exciting fork news the city of fairview oregon in february of 2022 just erected a 37 foot tall 2.5 ton fork in the corner of their soon-to-be food plaza pictures uh, so the picture she has of food plaza but without the mall yeah 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 um like is it made out of recycled material like what is this deal here I think, hold on, they, they, she has more, but it says picture a or picture a mall food court, but without a mall, as our evolution to idiocracy enters the final stages. So, <laughs> no, no food court. No food court. <laughs> Soon to be food plaza. First thing that goes in is our 2.5 ton world breaking fork. Yeah. That's what they broke ground with. <laughs> I just stick a fork in it, and it's the food plaza. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so it says the previous record was held by Springfield, Missouri, whose fork stands a measly 35 foot uh, feet high. Pff, peasants. <laughs> Mayor, <laughs> Mayor of Fairview, Brian Cooper, told the origin story of the giant fork to KATU-TV. So the fork came about... Uh, because we wanted something on the corner, whether it was a water tower or a windmill or some sort of piece that's going to be on the corner. And then one of the design team said, let's just put a fork here and we'll come back to it. And over the course of a couple months, it just kind of stuck in our brain. And you can come up with the entire marketing scheme of take a left at the fork, the fork in Fairview. They planned to have movie nights, community events, and a farmer's market at the fork <laughs> I, I you know what this reminds me of it just reminds me of like that muppets joke take a left of the fork of the road he's like where's the fork and it's just like a giant right. fork on the road so yeah that's exactly what's happening here somebody they were sitting on a board meeting like guys we need to bring in more tourists to fairview oregon give me all your ideas go right. uh, uh what well, i mean we could have a we could we could have we could have a referee to coach the fair view. Oh, Make great sure. idea. We'll put a footlocker right next to it. Next idea. Oh. Well, since how there's <laughs> going to be a full cart here, I was uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe, <clears throat> hear me out. Well, if we had a giant who also wanted to eat at the food court, he needs a fork. I think I, Bill sounds like he's drinking again, but that's actually hey, a really good idea. Hey. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Is there going to be a liquor store in there? <laughs> okay, we'll put it right in front of the BevMo, but let's put a fork in that. Well, that's the great... See, that's the idea. We put a fork 
in the food court. <laughs> what if? What if it's that really intense scene, right? Where like nobody gets it, and he's like, "What do you mean you don't get it?" And he just takes like a fork and like slams it into the wall. He's like, "That's it," and they're like, "Oh my god, it's genius." <laughs> I'm going to build a, they had to only build two feet taller than the Springfield fork. Like that's pedantic, right? Am I right about, they should have just built a giant spoon. <laughs> it seems oddly specific that you're only going after the um, fork crown. Obviously it's an ode to the devil in this, that Fairview, Oregon is the world hub of Satanism because of the fork. <laughs> Do you think that was the real, like, <laughs> we shall mark this place for Satan. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, guys, good ideas. You leave. And then like some evil Illuminati's like, so this is for the devil, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just fucking build the fork. And everybody's like, wow, it's a fork. They're like, yep, it is a fork. <laughs> I mean, is it any under wonder why it's right next to the pizzeria? You ever stop to think about that? You only ever see forks right next to pizzerias, okay? <laughs> well, there you go. We've cracked the fork Da Vinci code, I think. <laughs> Fairview, Oregon, the root of all evil for the country. We Because there's a fork. We came across a fork in the road, and we took <laughs> the weird way. <laughs> yep. We did it, though, dude. Fuck it. Fork it. We did it. Fork it. Dude, we got a four out of five unassisted today. I like it. And we have bonus. Ooh, let's see if we can scoop up a win here. Yeah, fork yeah. Let's see if we can uh, scoop away. Well, no, it would be fork away. Spoons are, I guess, of God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see here. So we'll go to the optional bonus. Plus one bonus. If you guess how many of the 25 interesting facts about forks Washington were actually interesting. <laughs> Zero. Uh, no, uh, I can tell it's it's only one. It's only ever been one. Uh, Forks, Washington is where Twilight is set. That's it. I've been to Forks. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I can tell you that the Forks in that book is more interesting than Forks in real life. <laughs> Because Stephanie Meyer never fucking went there. It's, there's nothing, it's, like, the whole reason is that it was a logging town. Like, I don't know, do you find pulp mills fucking red? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, no offense against Forks, but there's, there's nothing out there. That's why no one's there. They all fucking left. <laughs> all right, well, let's see. It might be more than one. Who knows? But I doubt it. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're going only one interesting fact about Forks, Washington. That were actually interesting. Three, two, one, bam. Answer is just one. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Twilight was set in Forks, Washington, but filmed in Portland. Other than that, it's a small logging town with a large correctional facility. (laughs) Dude, you fucking just, you channeled that fucking bonus. Dude, like, I've been there. Like, (laughs) I've, like, it's, like, I don't, like, I've driven on the peninsula, like, I've driven okay, through okay, it. Like, this is a really important question. Mm-hmm. Did you go there because of the books? No, no, God, no. <laughs> like, and I'm a, like, I because I went there before, before it was cool. You know, oh, yeah. like no, like yeah. we were just driving around the peninsula, 
like on a trip or whatever. And uh, like we stopped. I remember we got to Forks and I was like, let's just keep fucking going. Like it is. <laughs> it was like we were going to stop overnight and it was like, nope. Like we were going to camp That's by hilarious. Forks and it was like, no, nah, let's just keep going. So like years later when that book, those books were written and it was like Forks, Washington. I remember going like, oh, these books are bullshit. <laughs> there's gonna nothing happen like they're, yeah they're just literally fucking that's fucking hilarious well and if you like what? if you read the books everything interesting doesn't happen in forks <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's like they, it, they go to the quinault indian reservation or the fucking or port townsend at one point he drives to seattle like literally nothing they go to italy <laughs> like <laughs> nothing interesting actually happens in forks so, so it's kind of still a kick to the balls to Forks, right? Oh, yeah. Because even, like, <laughs> even like Bella and, and them, they get there and they're like, there's nothing to do in this town, yeah. right? I, and it's true. Like, even with vampires and mythical creatures running around, there is still nothing to do in Forks, Washington. They, they had to make those fucking vampires sparkle like a disco ball. And still, like, in the first fucking book... She goes back to fucking Arizona at the end of it. <laughs> She's like, I got to get out of here to almost fucking die. You know, there's probably there's probably an old Forks, Arizona. And somehow, even though it's like not a town anymore, Forks, Arizona is probably more interesting than Forks, Washington. Yeah, like it's uh, beautiful country out there, though. <laughs> beautiful country. Big fucking trees. Uh, Oh, shit. All right, dude. Well, we got a five out of five. It was assisted, but we did it. Hey, not too bad. Thanks, Forks. <laughs> hey, now Forks it has two interesting things going for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, where's our sign, Forks? I mean, what else do they have going on? It also uh, sneakily made me confess that I know a lot about Twilight. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the writer was good. She kind of coerced that out of you. <laughs> I, man, did I re- I read those books, and hence why I've never seen those movies. Yep. No, hey, hey, you read the books. That's uh, more than most people can say. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. <laughs> oh shit! All right, dude, were you ready to close this one out? Uh, yeah, let's do it. And there you have it. That was this week's allegedly podcast, where we found out more than we ever wanted to about Forks, Washington. That is. Also, the utensils. <laughs> they were a part of this as well. Follow us at Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find fine podcasting. Follow us on Twitter, at Allegedly. And if you have any more interesting facts, one person in Forks, Washington, go ahead and email us at Allegedly.gmail, or Allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Forky around. <laughs>